Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Osha. Let's start episode 476 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by James and he writes, Dear Vidas, forgive me emailing you again so soon, but I have recently been to two recitals by world-famous organists that were very disappointing. Reason? Playing in churches with very resonant acoustics, which turned the music into a mere muddle of sound. I played one of those organs today, she attached similar acoustics and layout to St. John's Vilnius. A loud final chord took six seconds to be inaudible uh, with an attached console in the West Gallery. Playing for my own enjoyment, I played uh, at my normal speed and it so sounded fine. The resonance wasn't so apparent in the gallery. But I know in the body of the church it would have sounded a mess. Are there any simple rules for judging speed, legato, etc. in these circumstances? Maybe this will be of interest to others. Best wishes, James. P.S. I am still working on memento. A challenge, but the miracle will happen. Um, by the way, I created a piece uh, for the organ based on Gregorian chant called Memento Nostri Domine and uh, dedicated to James, James Spanner. And he is working now on it. Yes, he is trying to, to master it. Very nice. So his question is about um, playing in, in um, reverberant acoustics. How to deal with it? Yeah, that's a tricky question, and probably there is no one, you know, right answer because even when you have large acoustics in one church and take do something about it, it might not work as well in another church because, as you know, James also noticed that in different parts of the church. The sound it, it may sound very different. My rule of thumb is to play in such a way that I would always listen to the echo in the church 
not how it sounds next to the organist but deep inside of the building as if I would be an a listener and then naturally I would slow down probably articulate more when I have to breathe or play when playing earlier music uh, with more de detached articulation but this detachment also has some limits you cannot play too staccato still it would be um, comical or humoristic so I don't suppose it's a good idea to shorten the notes by more than a half of its value uh, but in general yes imagine yourself as a listener and think about how they feel and listen and hear and I think it all comes with an experience because I may have told already the story but there is uh, a town in northern part of Lithuania called Birge and it has quite a large free manual instrument and it's a pneumatical, pneumatical action and uh, I remember myself playing where many years back when I was a student at their Academy of Music, the Finnian Academy of Music, and, well, it was really hard for me to manage that acoustics and to know that to play that organ, because it seems like the sound came late. And instead just relaxing and letting it go, I started to force that instrument. And the more I forced it, the worse it got. And at that time, I had no idea what I have to do. Of course, we played the fairly difficult repertoire. I think we did some like Reger's works and you know, Frank's. Frank's works. And it was you know, not a piece of cake because we didn't have enough time to rehearse before. And, you know, our teacher was sort of registering those pieces, you know, during our title. Expronto. Yes. Impromptu. Impromptu, yes. It was funny, but I had a really, really not a good feeling after it. And then we came back to the same organ many years later, and I had no problems at all playing it. Because, you know, in those many years I had much of experience in various countries and various instruments, with various programs and various situations. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I did so much different, but I guess, you know, I just had a better agreement with an instrument. That whatever you do, you don't have to force it. Because if you force it, it will become only worse. So I guess, you know, getting too much involved when you're playing in the, in the music is sometimes not good when you're playing organ. Sometimes I envy, you know, piano performance that can, you know, to, to go into the music very deeply emotionally, get so much involved. You don't do that with organ, because if you will do that, you will not be able to control everything. Here you need to play, but at the same time to listen yourself from the side, like, you know, like a different person. 
like part of yourself is sitting on the organ bench and performing and another part of yourself is being downstairs and listening to what is happening. Mm-hmm. So true. I would just add uh, that um, in such, a, such cases it's best, it's best to let go, to let go control. Uh, because sometimes we want to be in charge of the instrument, of the music, of registration, and sometimes it's it's good to immerse yourself in a in a flow and uh, just keep going while enjoying it, uh, not forcing it, as Osha says. Well, and remember when last year we went to St. Paul's Cathedral to London to perform? I was really worrying about, you know, that acoustics because I knew that it's uh, 12 seconds long. We have never played an instrument with such a large acoustics. But strangely enough, that when I got to that organ bench, I could not feel that acoustics at all. It didn't seem so, so, so long. Part of that problem is uh, selecting the repertoire thoughtfully. If we had played some really advanced polyphonic works, um, then then it might have been a problem. But we stayed out of that period, um, not by accident, but um, on purpose because um, this was the music that was not created for such environment and uh, therefore we played more romantic sounding music and classical music and even if baroque music from the baroque period we played uh, arrangements from concertos which are polyphonic enough, but more are moving in layers, not in separate voices, um, but more like in, in in layers of three instruments at once, like three uh, oboes, right? So if you have to play in a large acoustics, don't choose to know the prelude and fugue by J.S. Bach, choose his trio sonata. And you will be just fine. Why? Because in trio sonata you just have three voices. Oh, I didn't mean trio sonata. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm just teasing you. Oh, you are so... So... What's the word? Sneaky. I am. But of course, you know, if you will choose to play a fugue, uh, b- let's say baroque fugue in a large acoustics, and you will play it all legato, then of course you will get just, you know, a big mess. Especially if you will play it in a very fast tempo. Although if you want to articulate, you will get mess and in any way. Right, articulation does make a difference. Sure. Uh, at St. Paul's Cathedral, I played um, some improvisation as well during the rehearsal. And uh, when you improvise, you try to adjust to the environment and instrument and seek out the colors of the organ and show them in a really appropriate way. Therefore, what did you think? Uh, did I play 
um, the, that improvisation in a forced way, something unnatural, or was it convincing enough? No, I think it was convincing enough. You are very good at improvising, as Pl you will know. Please praise me more. Well, we shall see how your improvisation recital in the cathedral on Thursday will be. You mean tomorrow? Yes, I mean tomorrow. Yes, I will be playing um, um, 25 minute long improvisation recital. It's a short recital, lunchtime recital, but based on a biblical story about Jesus' transfiguration. Okay. So, bottom line, guys, is to experiments experience as many instruments as you possibly can as many different acoustical environments as you can and then adjusting to the big acoustics will still be a challenge but not a big one well and as James you know, wrote where he listened to two famous organists yes mm -hmm. renowned organists you know I can also tell from my experience from listening to other performers not always, you know, a big name, you no know, brings a great performance. Because you have various situations in life, a person might be just sick or not feel well, or, you know, don't have that style approach of, you no know, historical performance. And all those, you know, details that might not work. Well, exactly. Maybe that organist is famous for some other area of the repertoire. Yes. And when put into a, another acoustical environment, it could sound really mm, weak. Well, and I have heard some of the performances that are, you know, renowned organists and, uh, and sometimes they play really as gods, you know. And sometimes we play it really, really bad. So. Maybe they are not gods after all. Well. Semi-gods. Yes, I guess so. Okay, guys, please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And remember, when you practice. Miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your SS courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right, as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. 
My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vides and Osha. Thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video, how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.